Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. This is Stephanie March. I'm here with Molly Herman today. Good morning. On the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Uh, you guys, you made it. Just to let you know, <laughs> this is your official announcement to let you know you made it through the storm. And the on polar the vortex side. is on its way to the East Coast where they will talk about it endlessly on all the national media. <laughs> the entire town will shut down. I'm. This is what I'm thinking. The this is the eastern seaboard. This is the thing that bugs me, though. It's the food media who, during our entire polar vortex, said, you know, didn't post anything. You know, we're just kind of chilling with all their little, right. like, normal content. But as soon as the PV hits them, they are going to be all about the fact that it is like dastardly cold and like how do you how do you what do you cook to eat during this well i have to say we got an inordinate amount of texts and phone calls from our family that lives in florida and texas wondering how we were surviving how you were surviving are you surviving what are you doing and then you know my mom called and i i was at the grocery store with aj and they're like you're out of the house yeah um well, yeah. there's still things that... Right. Does still Arizona function. still function when it's 120? We still it function. does. It does. I yeah. mean, you know, you don't want to stay out in it. No. But. Right. Well, same in Arizona, 120. Yeah. You don't want to stay out in it. But there yeah. are... We have things. And Lord knows, it, like, bless everybody who's... A power was working and everything else. I mean, that's the best. I mean, the fact that some people's power wasn't working. That was a little... That freaked I, me out. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I would go right to a hotel. <laughs> yes. And then stay in the sauna. I think that would have been my thing. Well, and I think, you know, it's it's so weird how you get used to it being that cold, even for a short period of time. I, I got out of a class last night. Yeah. And I had on my big coat, but I'm like, I knew it was getting warmer and I left it open. I didn't even put on my gloves. I get into the... Uh, get into the car and it is 12 degrees, but it just felt so much warmer. Yeah. I should have been bundled up 12 degrees. 12 degrees is like the thing is, if we had hit 12 like three weeks ago, oh, yeah, we would have been like, this is ridiculous. So cold. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like spring. <clears throat> I know. I do love that. But today really is like spring. It is. I mean, apparently, I don't know what our high is supposed to be. It's supposed to be like 30 something plus. So. And then tomorrow there's going to be some 40-ish stuff and rain and all that kind of yeah, goodness crazy. today is the high projected. Oh, my God. What is that? There'll what be kind lots of, of people in shorts. Everybody count the number of people you see in shorts No, today. there is a shorts count. There has to be some <laughs> sort of a shorts count heading up for sure. Um, I, is there anything that you were craving that you ate during the polar vortex? Was there like... Um, it was straight up carbs. Was it carbs? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like pasta. I mean, we do the gluten-free pasta, but yeah, um, lots of pasta. I did some chili. You know. Did you really? Pasta, chili, quesadillas. We did chili too. I think chili is kind of like the thing that makes you go, because it's warming. It's, you Filling. know, it's like, and it kind of warms, makes the house smell a little good. Yeah. And it's got, if you spice it up, it, even if it's not, you know, it can just be. Warms you from the inside out. It's from out. the inside out. I was wondering about that. If spicy foods were like a big hit, if people were doing a lot of like, you know. Yeah. Braises, deep things that also then fired up the oven. I was also scared about the gas shortage, or not the shortage, but, but the like overloading of the system. Yeah, because that is how actually I keep my place warm. Is is turn the oven on. <laughs> yes, and that's sort of that thing where it's like, oh my god, I gotta make sure that I'm doing all the right things. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kept it low and cold at night. I'm fine with that. I can uh-huh. bundle in. I've got the German down comforter thing going on. I wear a hat a bit to bed sometimes. I feel like <laughs> we've been Ebenezer, known to, to Scrooge. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like that's fine. The Christmas story. I'm all down with the hat, you know, because I sit and I read anyway. Yep. So I don't know. That's pretty funny. Yeah, no, I we did chili. We did soup. I think too. Like we have like lots of leftovers. That's the thing is like 
I was like continually cooking mm-hmm. because I thought it would be something to. Well, we were continually cooking because we were all at home. <clears throat> That's <laughs> true too. Like, <laughs> three meals a day. That's so true. Usually, you're only there for maybe you guys had one or two. Four full days off of school. Ag was off for eight days because the Minneapolis public schools had Thursday and Friday off of last week. Oh my God! What? So he was off for an entire week. I did not. I could realize not that. keep food in the house. Thus, we were at the grocery store on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, to restock everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was a little, I know. And, uh, and I think the fun part was like on the Facebooks, it was really either about like you, you know, you couldn't stand the complaints were this. It's too cold. Obviously. Leda. <laughs> Leda. Uh, I hate my kids. <laughs> uh, or it was people saying, I hate all you people who hate the kids and hate the cold. <laughs> so there was a lot of like fueling going on. I realized I just need to get out of the social scheme, you know? Yeah. I will say bless the people who gets who got to work from home. You know, we were mm-hmm. we were some people who worked from home. Yep. Keith worked from home on Wednesday. Yeah. And it was just like, because there was a point where my garage door didn't open. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't frozen. It's just the motor just refused to stop. And people were like, put your hair dry. I'm like, so I'll have to go out and find an extension cord <laughs> and then stand on it. my car to get a hair dryer up to the motor of my. I mean, what could go wrong with that? I situation? just felt like that was too much. <laughs> I felt like that was. If you have to go to that trouble, working from home is, the, is your better option. I thought that was asking. Yeah. Um, okay, so obviously this is uh, we've got uh, the Super Bowl is happening this weekend. Is that lot going of, on? A lot sorry. of funny things in my in my like on my Facebook and everything else like jumping up from last year's Super Bowl. Like right. what did, were you doing a year ago? So like the picture of me and Ellie Kaplan and Shaq, you know, kind of popped up on yep. my feed, and I was laughing because of course she came she comes up to his elbow. That's about <laughs> it. And uh, it just was like it was remembering all of that insanity. And then, like, completely thinking that this year I am 100% sitting on my couch and well, making and chicken wings. getting to actually sleep. I know. That was... <laughs> Imagine that. You ran, You guys ran hard. We we did. And it was adrenaline that carried us. Yeah. And it was, and it was cold. Do you remember? It was cold last oh, year. Do. But it wasn't this cold. No. It wasn't this bad. But you were also out <clears> in it more because <throat> you were running around. Right. But we were talking about how, you know, like, last year it was all about, like, well, let's go skiing on Nicollet Mall and let's go, right. you know, doing all this stuff. And now we're just like, hmm. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to go to this movie tonight and <laughs> sit on my just couch. It's so different, I know. But it's, you know, I'm glad. I was glad to have it. Yep. Glad I don't have to do it again. And you don't need to, like, any time in the near future. No. Uh, and there's a lot of people who are down. There's a few people who are down in Atlanta. Yep. For the big shindig down there. Uh, Justin Sutherland and his yeah. team are down there. Yeah, his team is down there. for. They're doing, like, a Top Chef, you know, kind of cook-off mm-hmm. thing down there. And uh, he seems to be having a lot of fun. Some pals went with him. JD's down there too. Yep. Fratsky. Um, and it seems like it's a good idea. I mean, to be doing all that crazy stuff. And Thomas Bamer's down there for uh, the kid, the NFL, taste NFL, the NFL. Taste, yep. Um, I just, you know what? I it's seriously, I don't know if I would want to go to another. Like, I don't know even if I'd want to go as like a spectator for the whole thing. It's a it's a lot of buildup for like just a very short period of time. Yeah, you know, and so. It, once you've done it once, I think you're like, okay, yeah, done. Checked I know. off. These okay. are the things like I would not pay the things I would pay for versus the things I would not pay for. <laughs> well, and it's funny because, you know, uh, like 16, 17 years ago, the whenever the Super Bowl was in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, we were living there at the time and we went to one of the very first NFL experiences that they had. They had yeah. it at the convention center and we went and got tickets. and We're like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, there was like bouncy houses. I mean, it was so rinky dink compared to what they do now. Right. Like, it is so much more of a production. Oh, the uh, corporate dollars. Yeah. That flow crazy. in. 
Well, and of course, you guys know we have the Final Four coming. Yes. At the uh, end of March, beginning of April. And so that's supposed to be a big thing. But of course, that's all centered. You know, I think it's all I, we're not quite sure of what exactly the the bally who is happening around it. Well, I think everybody's a little gun shy after the Super Bowl because everybody, especially in the hospitality industry, yes. built up like, oh, it's going to be so busy, so busy, so busy. And it was really just centered right around downtown. Yeah, and it didn't go out into the outer yeah, just a couple of blocks away. I remember at the beginning of the Super Bowl discussions, you know, because that happened like two years out and they were talking like, oh, St. Cloud is going to be busy. Like people are going to be staying in St. Cloud. It's going to be so, <laughs> so crazy. And I'm like, I don't we're not. think so. I really don't think yeah. so. But I think we were all surprised at how, uh, you know, for restaurants and the hospitality industry, it really was centered in, in just a couple of blocks downtown. And Wyzetta. And Wyzetta. Like the, it yeah, was, it literally was like spots, the outpost. Right? Yeah, because... I remember, you know, my friends were showing me, sending me pictures of Pink sitting at McCormick's or, you know, yeah. like all the, you know, all these people just sort of around Wyzetta because that's people were saying at the landing. Mm-hmm. So kind of funny, though. I mean, all that like chasing fame and all the rest. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it doesn't it doesn't feel like the final four will be that. Well, it's not it does, that it's intense. It's not as glamorous. It's not, it's not that as intense. intense so. um, but I still think that it's going to be just concentrated downtown. Because when people come from out of town, they don't want to necessarily yeah. go out and explore like we would want them to. I know. It'll be and interesting. enjoy our lovely town and all our lovely restaurants. I mean, my God, we have so many. And in fact, we're going to talk to some, we have some, uh, we have some very sparkly personalities sitting outside the door right now. Yeah, so some, we, some really good restaurant We folk. are. We're going to have Mike Brown and Doug Flicker in here in just a few seconds to talk about uh, the Umami pop-up and also the Orega Revival, which I'm not allowed to call it that, but I'm gonna. <laughs> and um, things that are happening there. Guess what, guys? We also are going to be talking about Super Bowl snacking today. I did put a question on the Facebook about what is the one, what is your prime junk food that you have to eat on Super Bowl Sunday? Just wondering, like if you, because of course for me, I want to make them all. Like I go through the Super Bowl list and I'm like all of the things I want to make. And then, but I don't want to have anybody over. I don't want anyone to come over. I don't want, I want to sit on my couch by myself and I want, but I don't want, and then I'm like, well, I can't make all that food. food. That's just wrong. It's just wrong. (laughs) But I'm seriously kind. I know I'm having wings. I'm trying to contemplate roast beef sandwiches. We're going to talk about all that later. We also are going to have Corey Meyer on later to talk about a cool thing they're doing at Create Catering. So we've got a great show and I hope you guys stick around and uh, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I knew that wasn't going to work. Already chaos. Very well. It is chaos. Already chaos. We are being joined in studio by <laughs> Mike Brown of Travail and Doug <laughs> Flicker of Bullshorn and Esker Grove and all sorts of things. Sandcastle. Sandcastle. I always forget because you're here in the wintertime and then yes. I don't say it. So yep. let's yep. just say it. Sandcastle. Okay, Sandcastle. Over on Nicomas. And Sounds uh, like you but get... a dream right now. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Close. It does. <laughs> there, is, there is another land at a time where there is a beach party happening somewhere. Yeah. Not here. Not now. Uh, but we are so glad you guys are here because you. we're going to talk a little bit about some fun stuff going on. First of all, we want to talk about uh, Umami yeah. that Travail is doing at... It's ripping and What are we calling it? The former Araga, the former Rye, the former Brad Street, all that space up in Lowry. The former space. Can I just say, first of all. Space formerly known as. It's just going to be a symbol. It's going to be a symbol. So I think that I'm going to call this right now, by the way. The new pop-up is now residency. Like, insane, a residency. We felt like pop-up was like, you know, it has this like only so much scope where... 
I think less than a couple months or two, three months is yeah. like what you would call a pop up, like something you just like. This is like seven months while we're building Travail, so and we're doing three different concepts yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, one of which we're in right now, which is Umami. Then we're doing the prefix, which is with Doug, and then we have another one that's after that. Are you gonna announce it right here, right sure, now? I'll announce it. Um, it's it's a brazilian like fire concept oh yeah um and it's gonna be like a red light green light go Uh, oh right yep it's uh wait are you guys gonna be wearing uh until you drop meat sweats time are you gonna be wearing gauchos i don't know we we, (laughs) can we get some gauchos commission i might go just to see that i'll just say there's there has been a google search on gauchos (laughs) and and that's all gauchos of course talk about the rest of your google search yeah yeah, the gauchos are like the pantalones you know the little shortish sort of pantalones that the charrascaria people wear culottes the culottes yep maybe culottes i don't know we can work on some etymology okay this is food not fat Okay, yeah. so coming back. Umami's like, you know, it's ripping and roaring right now. Um, what we, can people expect at Umami when they're, so, so they buy a ticket? Yeah, it's kind of, it's loosely based on dim sum, which yep. is, you know, a cart service. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things are coming out to you on carts. There's a kimchi cart that first comes out to you. And we start you with this pickle plate and some bites. Um, and then carts just keep coming out and we keep bringing you different uh, courses. And it's like a coursed out cart service um, with uh, a little break in the middle where we do a little, uh, a little chant in another room, which I... <laughs> <laughs> I have been present. Yeah, Actually, so is Molly. I was saying that because yeah. I, yeah. I remember you being there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It was, it's it's a fun experience, um, and uh, people leave out of there uh, just extremely full. Yeah, like, yes. Um, once those dumplings start rolling your way, you think you have room, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, that ramen's hitting me in the face right now. Right, and it just. Uh, you know, it ends with a, a pandan, a carbonated pandan ice cream. Oh. Yeah, and it, people get done with that, and they're just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Done. I'm packed. I'm packed. Yeah. I can't Gotta roll right out of yeah. here. Yeah. It's, it's a fun experience. And the, the, honestly, I, I keep pumping the bar because the bar, is, it's like, you know, Asian street food. And yeah. I don't know, like, the other the other dining, like, the other dining is like this fun experience. And, like, you're doing, like, these cart service, and you're trying all these different types of food. You go to the bar, and it's like, okay, I love all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to eat, you know, these... The fall wings are like people are losing their minds about, and uh, the umami burger. Like some guy was like, "This is the best burger you guys have put out in ten, like the, your whole existence." Your whole existence. I'm like, oh, your whole thanks. World. <laughs> Great, we're done. <laughs> Tapped it. What Broadcast is, that. Yeah, on right. Instagram. yeah, we're done. Yeah. No, and I came in. So Molly, you had the we full did experience. The, we did the full experience. And uh, it was super fun. And, you know, like the cart services is fun and interesting, and they bring over things and in true Trevelyan. You know, style. There's flashing liquid nitrogen and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, all the food was really great and fun. And you sat at the bar. I did. I sat at the bar and got to enjoy that their best burger ever. The I best didn't burger ever. That you guys both have done the both experiences. I know. Isn't that yeah. funny? Yeah. It's like a the sandwich same night. Basically. Me by. I know. So, and honestly, the best part I think about the bar is that you can just kind of amble in. Yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. no ticketed. You it's can't. more bar room than we've ever had. It is. It's That's kind the of elusive because there's an entire like back room too. Where yeah. Like, you can fit, like, 15, 20 people if you wanted to. And uh, it kind of surprises us because we've never had that much bar space. And yeah. all of a sudden, like, order in, like, oh, my gosh. Like, we have, like, a 35-seat restaurant that is. You kind of do. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, it was meant for, like, an overflow lobby, but then it just fills up. People yeah. People just yeah. hang out. So. And there's bar, there's not only are there the seats at the bar, but there's a couple booths yep, along the wall like, that you can sit. There's three booths. There's an eight-top, two six-tops, like. 13 bar seats and then there's like this little room yeah right off the right off the beat yeah back right off the front there that like it's 17 seats i think we, we can fit in there so yeah so if you're thinking that you want to go to the you know and hang out we don't have tickets but you have like maybe three or four people yeah. 
go sit. We I mean, literally, I think we've had to wait once. It yeah. just gets full and then it filters, it just shuffles through. Yeah. So it's Well, and are cool. all your dates sold out at this point? Um, you know what? Like, I, I know that there are some, there's some Wednesday time and there's some like Friday, Saturdays that are like going into March. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we're, we're only sold through like March 15th or something like that. Okay. okay. So there's still tickets um, available. There's still tickets available. You guys can, like, I, I would say three quarters of the tickets are, are gone, but there's a quarter of tickets that people can, can still scoop up before we jump into this next concept. Do you say there's a new menu or you'd roll out, there's new things on the menu? Yeah, so the menu's different since you guys oh. have both been there. Well, I was just about to talk <laughs> yeah. about, like, the, so Which I'm gluten-free. Which is in true fashion of, like, us not being happy with anything, but we just, like, all right, like whatever, we're going to gotta rehaul this, we're going to do this again. Like, <laughs> is it ADHD? Is that what, what it is? is? It's, it's one of those things where, we're like, it's evolution. Yeah, it's it evolution, is, you know? baby. <laughs> what you learn and you get going yeah. and then you kind of, I mean, that's exactly. the way it rolls. Mm-hmm. So what's new that if you've already been once, maybe you should come back to to see what's new. What's new? Yeah. Um, so the hot pot is changed into a pot that is hot. <laughs> <laughs> so you flipped it. <laughs> that's that's uh, super clear. Yeah, oh that's super God. clear. Uh, there's bulgogi. Uh, the bulgogi preparation is much different. Um, we're doing this like really cool cabbage, like wrapped shrimp. Yeah. Um, so we make like this kind of like shrimp mousseline or shrimp farce that you would see like in maybe like a pot sticker or something like that. And we actually have like some cabbage that we've wilted and then we um, we actually rebuild the cabbage oh. into like a little cabbage roulade. So there's just a bunch of different layers of cabbage within the uh, shrimp farce. And then uh, we poach it and serve it with like a chicken velouté, like slurry, like a chicken... Chicken and crunchy. It, I don't, slur is the wrong word to use. Slur is a little tough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Slur is a little tough. It's right, based on the radio. Yeah, 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 right. Whatever. yeah it's, it's okay. But it's, it's basically chicken gravy that goes over the top of it. Chicken gravy there is good. Go. Like there you go. All right, sorry. Yeah. And then uh-huh. uh, uh, potato garlic crunchies. And like people are just like, what in the heck am I eating right now? But yeah. then, you know, first bite, they're like, oh my God. Right. And you love to see that. You guys, we call, I feel we like. We call that course. It's within a couple other bites. It's like a bite plate. Yeah. We call it the oh my goshy. Oh my goshy. That's good. <laughs> it's called Bob's oh my goshy. Bob's oh my goshy. Which is made up. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're. But there is a Bob. There is a Bob. There is a Bob. Bob. Is does Bob actually get to serve it to everybody? Oh, uh, yes, of course. Of course yeah. he does. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, okay. So you guys are doing, but can we talk about the soggy bone? Sure. Okay. Saki bomb happens. Uh, so every table, you round up some people yep. at a certain point, and yep. you bring them into the back room. Yeah, there's another room, um, and we do a little saki bomb together. It's kind of a ritual. We basically just started doing saki bombs with the first umami just to get drunk. Yeah. At the end of the night, <laughs> <laughs> like and, you needed a reason. Yep. I was gonna say, right? <laughs> and now it is part of everyone's dining experience, uh-huh, basically. Yeah. You get up and leave the yep. table, walk yep. into that secret, and back you're there room. with a bunch of strangers because <laughs> yeah. it's not just your table; yeah. it's a couple tables together. Yep. Yeah. And then you basically balance. I'm, it's basically my way of like you know looking at everyone and seeing who actually can chug a beer faster or close to as fast as I can. <laughs> we know that this I'm just is sizing a, everyone. This up. is like, like and they disappear. Look at this guy over that here. We got a stallion over here. Disappear. Uh, the craziest one was uh, this gal who came in and she was standing right next to me and it was like Saki bomb and like everyone and it was just like bomb whap and she had it down in like maybe like, two seconds and yeah. I was like I looked at her and she's like. You want to chug? You do a little race against me? She like knew. She knew. She knew I could chug she a beer. Knew. She knew that you were and she like. She was like, yeah. I want Holyfield. Like oh. she had this like look in her eye, like I want, I want to dance. Let's like if do I'm this. gonna, if I'm gonna compete, I want to compete against the best. Yeah, I know. And you she instantly up, offered her a job. Yes. <laughs> All right, you're in. You're in. Interview yeah. process. Oh my god, there it is. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. She ended up leaving before we did it too, and I was like, what was that? Maybe I'll see her again. Maybe you'll see her again. <laughs> There's a <Same> woman. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, 
I mean, that's pretty good. That's a showdown. I love that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit about what's next after Umami. And uh, we're going to kind of do a little bit of a throwback to 90s fine dining, which mm-hmm. is kind of a good discussion to have. Dun, so we'll be right back. Dun, dun. This is a weekly dish. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday. We are being joined by Doug Flicker and Mike Brown, who are here today because, you know, it's just more fun yeah, anyway. Just wanted to see you. Just wanted to hang out. But mm-hmm. honestly, they like you guys. We this early in the morning. We Molly was here. Yeah, Molly was here. <laughs> That's the deal. Um, you guys are doing something kind of cool. Obviously, we were just talking about the umami pop up that Travail is throwing in the uh, former Araiga space. But you guys, the next thing is kind Switching of. Switching gears. We're going to switch yep. gears and talk about what comes next, which is sort of. An homage to 90s fine dining, yeah, right? Yeah. That's what we're calling it, the fine flicker? Yeah, the ultra fine <laughs> flicker. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of like trying to figure out the name, yeah, and I, I was doing was print t- like six months ago writing this stuff, and I, I was know. like, what are we calling it? Come on. Yeah, we 90s no fine dining. Uh, we, were, we were kind of leaning towards calling it prefix. Just because that's what we yeah that was the the rise that was that. the rise of prefix you guys like, nobody says those words anymore I know, like they don't even understand what it means yeah it's gone through the bringing it back or prefix bringing it back prefix no one's so, bringing it back yeah. bring, the thing is coming back but yeah. you know right. the, people don't know what it means so tell us what it means it well yeah go ahead Doug, it's your tell, era. Us, tell us what it means <laughs> it's your idea well uh, well this whole idea you know started with us like getting into this space right and we're like the coolest thing about this space is the fact that it used to be a Raga. Right. Right. And so immediately we're like concepts, what are we going to do? And the first one that came to mind is obviously umami because we've popped up as umami before. Right. But then I was like, well, we should hit up Flix and see if he's down to dance with yeah. this space <laughs> because he was, I mean, what was it? Nine years you were there? Uh, yeah. Just shy of 10. Jeez. Yeah. A long right? time. I'm, I mean, Trail's been around for eight and a half. I know, so we're not right? even there. So it's like, you know, uh, I, I just remember, you know, hitting up Doug and I'm like, hey, would you consider? I think I resisted a bit. At first there was resistance. Like, Did you like, say no? You do like to resist well, I mean, a little. I, I, yeah, I'm a resistor yes. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, it's slow. We, know. we it's gotta a go no. slow. It's a no to start. Slow. What does that make me on the yeah, other you're, end? You're, <laughs> you're an enabler. My friend, you are an enabler. You work around for sure. She convinces me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think for me it was... Some of it was, you know, uh, uh, feelings about that time and, and like not being able to go back in time and mm-hmm. a lot of sensitivity around what happened there, both good and bad. Yeah. Uh, so I think we kind of uh, I push back to like, what about, you know, if we don't use the A word, mm-hmm. uh, but if we kind of conceptualize about the things that happened at that, that time period and some of the great chefs that were around then. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know that kind of stuff. So it was like, can we not just rebirth a Raga? Yeah. Right. Can we do something yeah. impossible? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, well, you know, let's let's just brainstorm on like what it would be. So it's you know the thought is like you know we're gonna do a lot of araga food for the bar, mm-hmm. and Doug's gonna be a, a huge influence on the actual menu, but we're also just gonna use late '90s heroes like the chefs heroes as the influence of the menu. So you know, just to name drop, just name drop it. What do you got? <laughs> we got well, okay. So the thing that I think we have to think about with '90s fine dining, and yeah. when we we frame that up, and we're thinking about this generation, your guys' generation of chefs who are kind of at. You know, you're kind of in control of the city's dining. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you guys are setting the tone. The forefront, yeah. There's a lot of little things happening, you know, of course, which pops up. But you guys were, in the 90s, it was kind of that generation was setting the tone. And Araiga yep. was this sort of very chef-driven place that sort of said, we're going to do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to necessarily hold to the conventions of, I mean, I don't know if you actually said those things, but like, right. no, as I, diners, that's how we felt. Right. And, and I think, too, it was the, it was the, 
the change from the customer being in charge to the chef being in charge. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and the customer following the chef as opposed to vice versa. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Flicker, instead of it, Flicker paved the way for people like us to be able to do what we were doing. I mean, quite like, honestly, a lot of, I mean, did you think of, it would turn into that, Doug? Good grief. Oh, God, no. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't happen think the there was going to be a meat What have I done? <laughs> don't oh, don't no. pin him on me. Oh, that's that's not, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know. But that being said, that's what you're doing now for the next generation. Right. Absolutely. Right. It, it's, it's, it's you're an breaking the next wall down. Exactly. It, it's, it's us just, you know, it's people that are using this craft to express how they feel about what food should be, right? And right. like. There's eras of that. That's yes. like what we're trying to capture right now is mm-hmm. like this late nineties fine dining, which you know, sorry to say, it was twenty years ago now. Yep. Yeah. Like it's totally different then than right. it is now. And like, you know, using using these chefs that have basically influenced everybody who's doing anything right now, you know, with it being like Thomas Keller's of course, you know, Daniel Blue's of course, um Charlie Trotter, Michelle Bra, you know, Wolfgang Puck has mm-hmm. a course in there, I think. Yeah. Like, um who's the chicken course? What's his um uh, George Blanc. Uh, George Blanc. Yeah. George Blanc. Yep. So like, and and Michelle Goyer. Like, uh, we're she's you know Charlie Trotter's pastry chef and yeah. dessert chef. We're gonna do all the all the desserts with her, and she's from she's from in town here from Salty Tart. So. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. So what you guys are doing is you're paying an homage to this generation of chefs who mm-hmm. helped crack open you know yep. the way for everybody who's yep. doing stuff now. All those main courses. And I feel like for us, you know, the generation of like you know I'm 48 and I can buy whatever dinners I want and mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that and I get to you know food for me obviously is kind yeah. of like the fun things I do but this was like when I was in my 20s and I was just sort of I, I mean it opened my eyes to all of this like right. what can happen <clears throat> and so that's why having these and I, of course you know I only ate at Jean Georges you know in New York for the first time yep. you know and I was just sort of blown away and so I love that you guys are saying bring some of that back and like yeah, play with it. It's just completely different now. There's like the focus is, is different now when it right. comes to like what's the craziest, coolest food out there. It's like in the late nineties, these are the craziest, coolest like and yeah. like they are still gods in yeah. the food world. This is there's right. just so much that has come from it since then. Um and we like the amuse bouche, there's gonna be like seven different amuse that come throughout the eight courses that come out. Yeah. And those are all influenced by the local nineties guys yeah. people. So oh, that's fun. Yeah. So there's, you know, we have, uh, you know, Tim McKee and Alex Roberts and Jack Rebel, mm-hmm. who I was just on the phone with last night. And he was like, give me like seven dishes that we could do. And he's just like, goes crazy about it. That's, yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's a Lexington guy and, you know, um, we're just trying, trying and Lenny Russo and like, we're just and Vincent. We're just trying to connect it to back at this hometown era where right. all those restaurants were like, in like the only ones that you could like, all right, this is this is the jam right now. Yeah, right? maybe well, you guys should call it homage. <laughs> it's probably homage. time to change. Wow, wow. Yes. Something, just time. Wow. something just happened. Just homage. Something just happened. Just homage. Yeah. I love it. We did. We did find the flicker or the uh, sorry the Origa sign on the roof of this building. Yeah, yeah. which we're gonna pull down and we'll yeah. put it somewhere in the building. So My first know. response was, "They're yours. They're not mine." <laughs> there you go. There's a reason they're on the roof because I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> Because I never got to eat at Oraga because right. I hadn't moved here. It was a weird transition thing. You guys yep. were closing. So uh, I'm excited, even though it's not going to be the A word yes. completely. Yep. I mean, the point of all this is to connect with different generations, right? Right. So sure. like the umami is going to connect with certain people that like had the last umami. This is going to connect with everyone's like, you remember Oraga or I remember that dining world. Like I yep. want to be back to that. And then like the Brazilian fire concept that comes after that is like, who wants to eat till they drop? type scenario and there's a huge crowd of people that are like all right 
Give me red light, green light yeah. button, and I will show you I the damage. Show you, I will right. show you I will what's what. For two days, and I will right. come in there and show you the damage. Right? The key is to eat, because you don't. You want yeah, to stretch you your don't. tummy. But, Doug, have, have, <laughs> <laughs> we know things. We know things. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Doug, have you, That's like, other, have people, like, reached out from, like, the past, like, former diners who love to write? I mean, like, have they, like, reached out and are so excited about this? For sure. Even at the bar, just hanging out people, you know, I read about this or that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and sharing experiences of, like... This is where I had my first date yes. or, you know, memorable times uh, and experiences. And that's, I think, kind of the beauty of being in that space is, mm-hmm. you know, th- that kind of connection more so than just, you know, the restaurant that was yeah, there. Yeah, just like this was the food I ate. It's more about the, the space in their lives. And that's yep. the thing is like we were in our 20s, you know, and it was sort of this thing where it was like food was such a discovery yep. and it was so fresh and new and no one took pictures of it. Right. <laughs> they just sat and ate it. That's like the hardest part of this is like I know. finding, I'm like, Doug, can you Who's your old bartender? I know. Because like, we have no menus from the bar. Because, like, it's just, it was not the thing. Like, I went looking events. through some of our archives, too, and I couldn't find any. Right. Yeah. Or I think uh, you asking, like, you know, what was the cocktail list like then? Yeah. And I'm like, my snarky response is, like, you know, we didn't have cocktail lists. Yeah, we served, right. We served the drinks. One of the guys who does a lot of the drinks at our, at our, at our bar right now, he, he asked for, he's like, what, what was, like, their signature cocktail? And right. I'm like, <laughs> That did Didn't not exist. No such thing, dude. Like there weren't there weren't these mixologist world or whatever. Like the the direction that you know cocktail making has gone and like how yeah how intensely like intricate it has gotten. It's like no, you walked in, you're like, I want a Manhattan, I want a right. old fashioned, right. I want a Brooklyn. Yeah, give me a Boulevardier. Yeah, like right. that was your call. Like and Martini there Dry. Co- yeah, you know, no, like, yeah, and like having a summit was exotic. Yes, and I think Phillips vodka was probably the closest <laughs> yeah. like local. Yeah, alcohol. Yeah, that we had. Rob Roy. Okay, yeah. I'll have that instead of having a thing. A drink that you have no vodka. idea yeah. what was in it <laughs> yeah. and it's called my sleeping my sleeping bag is on fire or something right. like that like now yep. you're like well i don't know how to ask for that drink because it's got such a weird name you know all these yeah. things now i'll pass that like you know the, the fuzzy navel or whatever like like everyone names their like you can't go into a bar and recognize and any no of it. you have yeah, to all the names are read. like it's just like this like it's no. this creation world that is. has like become and They're then like, there's bam. the classics well right? but you some people are missing the classics because now bartenders don't even know how to make them right. like if you ordered just a straight up fuzzy yeah. navel would the bartender even know how to make that <laughs> my brother would, would like, my oh. brother would know that's the pendulum <laughs> <laughs> I, could, my you brother know what? I got you yeah no i could bartend at <laughs> yeah, Oraga, yeah. that the homage because i could be like uh slippery I mean, nipple yeah. oh you want like a on the menu but we do have a classic cocktail part of our list mm-hmm. that is the classics like, yeah and it's like well i really like that and you're like well have you ever had a you know a vucare a vuc yeah and no that, kidding and then, and then like no and then we serve it to them the way we do it yeah in like a, a liquid nitrogen chilled glass and they just sip on it and they go this oh. is one of the best drinks ever it's like yeah it's been around since way before since yeah. way yes. before or like, like the this crusta. is something that you should yeah. know about like mm-hmm. yeah so <clears throat> Let that be an homage to an homage. homage. An homage, it is. homage. Like, oh. uh, let's talk quickly about tickets homage, and all that homage. kind of stuff. How much are you going to be, how much are going to tickets and all that kind of good stuff? So these tickets are going to be like basically set on 120 per person. Okay. It's an eight course tasting with seven different uh, courses in between or seven different amuse. Okay. Um, it's about a two hour, two to two and a half hour dining experience. Um, which is different than the other two experiences that we're doing. Like, you know, the first experience with mommy is like based around $80, mm-hmm. $85. And then the next one will be kind of in the same range where like, the Brazilian fire will be like 80 to $85. But this one, we are bringing in product that was served in fine dining restaurants or that still is, but like specifically um, for uh, this like eight course tasting. So each one of your courses is going to be a, kind of a, a very high end, uh, you know, dish. Yeah. That, 
So yeah. are you guys going to have, is there going to be a bar open and bar seating at there this will. too? Yes, or is it will. all going to be? And the bar will have uh, come of some of the uh, Ariga classics. Yep. Okay. Uh, Caldon fish stew. Yep. Um, you know, some of the, maybe the thin crust pizzas. Yeah. Uh, some of the things that, you know, and that people came to the bar for, mm-hmm. you know, that were cheaper. Uh, and that same thing, that kind of generation that couldn't afford right. uh, a meal. Yeah. Right. Per se. So, mm-hmm. you know, you sit in the bar and you get a half off pizza or, you know, something like that. Well, a lot of the Walker kids used to come over, right? Yeah. And yeah. they just like, so it was right down the street. Hit up that happy hour, you know, like they would, they would smoke the bar. And, and there's a lot of memory there. Like even Megan, one of our admin uh, gals, our lead admin, yeah. she's, she's just she's like, your boss. Yeah, she's, yeah. My <laughs> boss. she's your handler. Why are you That's calling her? She yeah. She's your boss. Yeah. Handler. Fine. She's your boss. She's the only yeah. one that can handle all you guys. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk. Tickets for pre-sale are happening on next Tuesday, right? Yep, and then Tuesday. general public, their tickets are going live on February 6th at 11 a.m. And you can find those at travailkitchen.com. And uh, there's going to be four seatings per night. And it looks like, you know, there's going to be a range of prices and stuff. So think about the days you want to go. When is, yep. And it starts. It'll be, it'll be cheaper in the beginning of the week. And it'll be more expensive towards Saturday. And it's going to go March through May. Are they going to all be available March through May right away? Yep. Okay. So it ends June 1st. And so we're going to do uh, about a two and a half month stint on this thing. So. Okay. And Flickr's going to be there. Are you, I'm there, man. You're there. I but, yeah, Flick's I'm will there. Be there every Flick's night. in there, in the kitchen. <laughs> Which is what I, this is all I really care about. I know. I was going to say, really? Yes. This is just sort months. of like, this is like a, <laughs> like there a might have been an easier way to do that, but you know, go big or go home. <laughs> it's like a pack and play, really, basically. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thanks for coming and hanging hey, man, out this you. Saturday morning. Good luck. And we will be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging with us this Saturday morning. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, guys. So if you want to give us... Stephanie and Molly. And Molly. I know. Uh, If you want to give us a call, 651-641-1071. And it is good that Molly's here because, of course, she is a chef. And you guys, that is like... She has intel and science and all sorts of good things that I don't... Science. That I lie about a lot of times. Where I'm like, yeah, you can do that. You can totally (laughs) put those things under the broiler. That sounds like a good idea. Oh, wait, can we just talk about something real quick that sure. you mentioned? Unless you're going to talk about it in the Super Bowl. I don't but know. This whole, the wings and the Insta- No, no, yeah, no, we're not we're talking, not about, talking about, that. about that. Talking about that later. Okay. That was we are going to talk the about. science made me think of that. Yeah, Super Bowl snacking is coming at the second half of the show, you guys. And we're going to talk a lot about some good stuff that you, we're just talking about things that we would eat and things that other people would eat. Uh, I'll tell you that Mike Brown, just leaving, said he would eat nachos. That's his number one thing. You know, the Facebook question has us asking what's your one thing. And uh, he's got a nachos recipe that I'm going to find and put up. It's kind of labored, but it's really good. He did it for us for last year for Super Bowl. So I'm mm-hmm. going to find that. And then uh, Flicker was saying cheese dip. Cheese dip is his jam. Queso. Queso. Do you have a favorite que- queso? Like, is there a spot that you know that has the best queso? Um, Do you have any feelings no, you on know that? What? I don't usually order queso out, but I... I- We'll order it. Make it. <laughs> you make it. Um, and I, I've been sort of in love for better or for worse with that evaporated milk aversion. Yay. It just keeps it nice and smooth and silky for a long period of time. Okay. Uh, we actually had so we have cooking the market at the kitchen where you make it up on the fly. Yeah. And one of the teams last night at the class, they were like, "We want to make something like hot and cheesy and dippy and you know like all oh. the, and, and then they're like, "Cause Super Bowl's coming up," and so we wound up doing um making like pita chips and we did like a smoked chipotle queso yeah uh a really banging mango salsa that they wanted nice yeah it was good um i will say that my favorite queso right now is at pajarito 
Oh yeah, they yeah. have green chorizo on there, and so I it's do like love a I green chorizo. I know. I literally could. I in fact, when I order it, I feel like I'm supposed to order it for the table, and then I feel like just nobody gets to eat it. So for those of you that don't know what green chorizo is, like yep. regular chorizo has a lot of the it's it's that darker red color, and so it has more of the smoked paprika and that and that sort of yeah. flavors. Mm-hmm. And the green chorizo um, is. It, it's literally green. It's yeah. not bad. It's just green. But it, it's because it has a lot of like herbs and cilantro and garlic and more fresh oniony mm-hmm. taste to it. Um, so both can be used interchangeably, but it is going to be a, a pretty distinct taste difference. You can, I think you can find green chorizo at uh, El Burrito Mercado, yes, by the way, can. because I think that's always where I grab it from. Um, and again, we will talk a little bit more about like some good sourcing for your Super Bowl parties in the next hour. But if you have any other questions, um, you know, 651-641-1071, or you can send us a little note on the Twitters or whatever, um, or on the Facebooks. We have, uh, we were just talking about tickets for Umami, you know, mm-hmm. or, and, and uh, for the... For the homage, the flicker homage, we're gonna, we're totally gonna call we're it. We're just that gonna now. call it that homage. Um, but we want to make sure that we were gonna talk about. There's another. There's there's another date that should you should be aware of, which is of course the upcoming yes. Demi. Demi is uh, starting to take reservations on Monday at 10 a.m. Right. I almost didn't want to say that out loud because I want to get reservations for so, my for my birthday, and, and I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, Demi, of course, is Gavin Kaysen's new spot, and it's 20 seats only. And that is yeah. going to be a little bit, you know. It's, this is something people will set their alarms to get on the computer, and it's going to go really fast. Well, I mean, they like their Belcor is even like they only release their reservations like a month out mm-hmm. or so. So, I mean, that's kind of like a very common thing. I actually appreciate that because, and a lot of New York restaurants do that yeah. too. Um, because when you book so far out, first of all, there's so many things that can change when you're booking like three or four months out. Yeah. But then as you're getting close and you're actually making plans, like, oh, maybe we could go here. You actually have a shot of yeah. trying to get something because yeah. there's only that month window that people right. can It's not for. like held, you know, by a right. hundred people. I also hate, you know, thinking about Valentine's Day coming up. Oh, uh, I never do. We never do Valentine's Day. Don't you? Well, you're an industry yeah. human, so you don't yeah. do it. It's kind of one of those nights that... It's, you know, it's like, it's a, it's one of the biggest nights of the year for restaurants, mm-hmm. but it's also really hard because it's a lot of two tops. It's not mm-hmm. like you're getting a lot of groups. And so you're battling places that then two people are sitting at a four top table because, you know, they're well, only, and so, and there's, they're not going to fill those last two seats. So you're not making as much money. And also it's a reduced menu usually, right? For Valentine's Day so that they can just do the, you know, get it. Turn and burn. In and out. Yeah. yeah. I know. I don't know. Hard part for uh, me, of course, is that it is Jake's birthday weekend all the yeah, time. Right. And so, well, yeah, mine too. Yeah. So we have that whole yeah. curse of like, you know, I mean, that wouldn't, well then it's, you know, it's just we, a day. It is. It is. It's just a day. But we, um. Actually, we're going to try to get a bunch of people and go for ramen for his birthday. Oh, that's a good so idea. That'll be fun. Zen box? Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. I've got to see if they'll take 10 people on Valentine's Day. Do you think that's possible? Hey, John and Lena. Actually, it's the next day. <laughs> I know. I actually listening. will text you guys. <laughs> they but have that private room. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Because it'll be like a 12 top. Um, but that's kind of, you know, I understand. And I, but my point is, is I understand that like sometimes 
people overbook or they they book a couple places just to see. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with New Year's, and that's a very frustrating thing for restaurants. And I just want everyone to know because I had some moms who you know our kids are going to Winterfest dance tonight, and they were like, well, "Let's just book a bunch of places and then see where they want to go." And I said, "That's evil." Yeah, I go. I cannot be a part of that. Neither will my son ever be a part of that. Just to be clear, because what you're doing with restaurants is then you're sort of they're saying no to other potential guests, yeah, and, and then, then you're bailing, and then you're bailing, and then they and then those after the calls have stopped other people mm-hmm. have made all their other reservations mm-hmm. so it's a little tough just remember just pick a place get a reservation and be nice. uh, be a good human be nice just find a place think ahead so there you go for that um yeah that's what i know about that what do you think about um as far as just kind of pre-gaming this whole super bowl thing mm-hmm. um do you guys drink are you are you beer focused for this is this i know you're not but like right you know um Keith, well, and Keith is not a big drinker, but he'll drink beer or m- more. He'll drink gin and tonics. That's his drink of choice. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and I do enjoy a good gin and tonic as well. So um, are you uh, are you uh, it's just kind of one of those things like what do you drink with junk food? You know, I mean, it's kind of hard. Yeah. And I would say so. I'm the reason I don't drink the beer is because of the gluten. But um, like cider would, would be a good one. If, yeah. You know, it's a good alternative. And we did we did talk off air about some gluten free beers. Uh, just a little while ago. So I think, you know, there's lots of choices now, but really it's just what's going to make you happy. Right. You know? I know. It will probably be white wine. I'm not going to lie. Uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> With your sheet pan nachos? Yes. Okay. But mainly because that's what I have at home. <laughs> right. I know. That's kind of how I go too. Um, you know, just letting you guys know on the Facebook page, we, j- we do have a question that says, you know, what's your prime junk food that you must eat for Super Bowl Sunday? We have a lot of people answering some really fun stuff. French onion dip, sour cream, and soup mix. What kind? Oh, the old school. That is old school awesome. Lipton. Yep. Uh, lots of nachos. We've got ribs. We've got wings. There's Velveeta and salsa dip. Here's what I'm going to say about Velveeta. It's always, I always think that I'm going to splurge and like once a year eat it. And then I never like it. No. <laughs> I always want it to be better than it. It always looks so much better than it actually tastes to me. Well, yeah, it has like a plasticky waxy sort of feel in the mouth yeah, yeah. Um, because of the processing right and right. and they process it so it will stay that nice like silky consistency but you know i know all right well there's some ideas you guys we are going to talk super bowl stuff coming up in the next hour we will be right back this is the weekly dish